0: Luke 2, we have children for Sunday school, so children, you may leave for Sunday school if uh, ages 3 to 5. Sometimes I wish I was in Sunday school still. Um, and David, I we have it on the, but I'm going to read it out of the message translation. So I'm just going to have people hear me speak. Um Part of it, I I always go to the NIV or the NLT. I love the New Living Translation. Um, It's my favorite. Um, TRC tends to go with the NIV, but I often do read in the Message uh, Translation, and I have a parallel right next to it, and I just find it kind of brings out the story in more of a contemporary light, and it just sometimes brings words and language to the Christmas story, the story in God's Word that just, yeah, highlights some things in a different way. So I want to read Luke 2, 1-20 in the message translation. So just um, hear the word of the Lord. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judea, David's town for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. So he went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant at the time. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn, and she wrapped him in a blanket or in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the inn. There were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everyone everybody worldwide. A savior had just been born in David's town. A savior who was Messiah and master. This is what you're to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. It's a very strange noise happening. Um, At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the highest heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. And as the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. So they left, running and found Mary and Joseph and baby and the baby lying in a manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who had heard the shepherds were impressed. Mary kept, though Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had seen and heard. And it turned out exactly the way they had been told. Thus far, the reading of God's word. Amen, amen. Does anybody have a peppermint? I ran out, I ate them up. Sorry, mom, she was going to... Pardon? It's, um, oh, thank you. We talked about yesterday, and I just wanted to give just a brief little thing. We talked about yesterday a pretty powerful message, the message of the cross. You can't have the manger without the cross. It's a big deal. And, you know, it's been one of my deepest desires is to bring people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But you know, it's in God's time. It's not in Chris's time. And I remember many years ago going to visit someone, a friend, and I knew right away that she didn't know the Lord. And I started to almost panic and to be fearful because I wanted her to know Jesus as I had just recently known Jesus. It was simple as that. We went to the movies and... uh, and she was taking catechism classes at the time, actually. And, and she said, could you help me to know more? That's all she said. That was God saying, the door's wide open, Chris. And all I did was brought her to Tim Hortons, shared a coffee with her. Shared the I don't even remember how I said it. I probably fumbled over my words and spilt my coffee. I don't know what I did. I just shared the message of Jesus with her. And we prayed together. And I had her invite Jesus into her heart. She knew right away something happened. But it was 20 years later that I heard someone say, thank you, Chris, for what you did. She's been a lot stronger person because of it. 20 years later, God will bless you when he blesses you. He'll reveal to you. He will do things in his time. Our call is to simply be obedient, to be obedient. And so I just wanted to share something that was really powerful with me. And it's a little bit in my own words, but it comes from Oswald Chambers. Um, When we read this Christmas story, and we read the Bible in general, there's nothing impulsive or thoughtless about how our Lord worked. Our Lord never got into a panic and he never rushed his plan. God didn't supernaturally bring baby Jesus from from a baby to an adult in three days so he can get the job done. No, it took 33 years before he went to the cross. And you see this all through scripture. Moses came and he had that episode there where he killed the the Egyptian, right? And, And then he... Forty years later, God called him to 40 years in the wilderness. Joseph, 15 years in prison before God. It takes time. God's got all the time in the world, really. And as Christians, many of us think we've got to get people to church. We've got to get people believing. We've got to get people saved now. That's true. But if we panic and we rush outside of how God wants to work in a person's life, God won't work. He will ignore our impulsiveness. He will ignore our being fearful. He will, guaranteed. But as we grow in him, we see that our growth is entirely built on the supernatural grace grace of God. We will see that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And we will see that he's been carrying us all along. When we think of Peter... And you know the story where Jesus was walking on the water and he asked, asked me to come to you. And, and he did. And he walked on water. If you're bold and you're impulsive, anybody could do that. But walking on dry land as a disciple of Jesus Christ is something very different. What did Peter do when Jesus was going to the cross? Or what, yeah, what did Peter do? He stood back. He wasn't as impulsive anymore. He was fearful. Anybody can get through tough times in life without faith. Because our human pride and our human nature, it can face a lot of stress and strain. But to go through the drudgery of living an ordinary, unnoticed, ignored existence as a disciple of Jesus Christ, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, that takes the Spirit of God within us. That's Christ. I will sooner run to someone who's been through terrible suffering and still has faith in Jesus Christ than that person doing great miracles for God. That person has a greater testimony. Exceptional things will happen when we first do the ordinary things of life with a thankful heart. We're called to simply be obedient. Now, Charles Stanley had been fond of saying that if if God tells you to go straight for that brick wall, you better put your head down and go. He'll make a way. That's when God speaks. And we see in the passage that we read, it was very obvious when God was leading Mary and Joseph to be obedient. They just followed the call of God. The rest of their lives, they lived ordinary things they fed jesus they clothed them they played they built stuff together joseph was a carpenter they lived an ordinary life and they just simply waited on god so as a follower of jesus let his life in you be lived out in the ordinary things of life on the ordinary streets among the ordinary people without being fearful or impulsive or living in a panic And watch God work. He will. And like Joseph and Mary, they simply followed God. They were simply obedient. And the rest of the time, they lived ordinary lives. And that is what God is calling us to do. Be patient. Be prayerful. Be obedient. God will work in his time. Amen. Amen.